4: Welcome back. Well, welcome, everybody. Now, welcome back. I'm a little messed up this morning, but my name is Mark Salem, and for the next couple hours, we're here talking about car car repair problems, car repair issues. Um, what kind of cars do you like? What's the matter with my car? Um, should I buy my wife a four-wheel Dodge diesel, four-wheel drive? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I say. And this is my daughter, Andy. She actually is the... Uh, the person that runs our organization and uh so how's that working for you <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh just great okay
4: in reality no problems with the staff no uh-uh and really no problems with the customers no and really no problems with the vendors no. What are you complaining about? <laughs> <laughs> there's only three parts oh, of our yeah. business. Yeah. There's
3: it's just honky dory all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's no. a little thing called stress. Yeah. No, and you're <laughs> that's right. That's brought on by myself.
4: You're absolutely right. I, I understand that completely. <laughs> um I am I am with you on that. I have lived that for a lot longer I than I've I know. But aside from that, um what I what I like about you is when you're on the front counter, there's a lot of people that recognize you. hmm they talk to you yeah. and stuff like that. It's almost like you guys grew up together, so yeah. to speak, because, I mean. Well, some we,
3: of them, their kids watched me babysat me. Oh, you're <laughs> kidding. <laughs> no, so, or they've seen me since I've been really little and they've been customers for that long or, you know, know me more as an adult or all different.
4: You know, that's an interesting thing. There is a, uh, a situation where we have customers that are somewhere in the vicinity of, well, we have 40 30,000, 40,000 customers, Mm -hmm. but we have Mrs. Wagner, who's number seven. Yeah. And then we have a a lot of two digits, lots of three digits. Sure. Lots of four digits, but the majority are five digits Uh from 10,000 and up. We're having our software rewritten, whether you know it or not. Mm -hmm. And I talked to David Hash, who is our programmer, and he's converting it to SQL Server. He said he was amazed at the volume of customers we had because he works with software with other entities. Sure. And um, he said it's not, obviously, the other places are different, but. He says, you know, you have a, a huge database, and actually when we do the software reload here in the next two months, mm-hmm. we're going instead of going back to 2008 to present, which is right now is about nine years, yeah. we're going to go back to 1991 to present. Oh, wow. So we're going to have all the work orders, all the customer. Well, we already have all the customers, sure. but all the work orders, all the data, everything. Because I've kept that, and I ask him, can you load that? Will it affect the speed? And he says, no, not with SQL Server. So we're going to reload since day one. So we're going to have, we're going to know exactly when the very first customers came in, and we're also going to be able to tell somebody that your first work order out of one hundred and fifty thousand, your first work order was twelve. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's going to be. There's a lot of history there associated with that. Six oh two five zero eight zero nine sixty six oh two five zero eight zero nine sixty. I'm going to go to Brad. He's first. Brad, good morning to you. Good morning,
5: Mark. Say, I have a two thousand four. Dodge Ram 1500. Uh, It has a 4.7 liter engine, 133,000 miles. Now, over the last year, it's been parked most of the time. So now when it's cold and I go, when the transmission shifts from second to third, it really clunks. It's like it almost goes into neutral and then slams into third gear. So I think you've addressed this before, but I'm not sure if it would be the same situation with this transmission.
4: Okay, this is the very best part of my job because we get to interact, and it's 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 my only question to you is, is I'll bet it changes when it warms up. It does. Okay. All right. <laughs> See, that's what it's it's I always have to be able to ask questions. And thank you for not telling me the history of your 0-4 uh, truck back to the time you bought it. Because, <laughs> and you've you you you've been a perfect caller in the sense that '04 Ram 1500, 4.7 liter, 133,000 miles, and here's the problem. Here's Bro. the symptom. Boom, right there. <laughs> so, um, where do you live?
5: Uh, I, mean, I live on uh, 50, 51 and and cactus.
4: 51 and cactus. Who we got up there? I'm, where do you work? Anywhere different than, do you want a cactus?
5: Oh, no. The truck's parked all the time. I, I'm self-employed. Oh. I'm so.
4: Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, um, I think that you've got some hard internal seals in the transmission. They're kind of tough. They're hard. They're not real pliable until the fluid warms them up a little bit. And the fact that it goes away is good. There is nothing you need to do right now. But if you promise to tell me the outcome, and I don't know if you're gonna be parking it a lot or whatever, but if I were you, I'd go buy a pint of dot three or dot four brake fluid. Do All not right. buy dot five. And dot put a half a pint of brake dot three or four. They're both the same. Okay. Okay. And put a half a pint in through the dipstick tube before you're gonna go drive it along. Place. Now, transmission fluid is a hydraulic fluid, brake fluid is a hydraulic fluid, but brake fluid has the ability, not 100% of the time, has the ability to soften and return some pliability to the seals. And so, what I'm looking for is a change. So, if you park it for a long period of time and you get in it and there's no tough shift on the front side, then um, what what are our fans saying? If there's no tough shift, when it's cold and it's nice when it's cold and hot then you're home free alright so just a half a pint of brake fluid and try it there and
6: drive it alright as oh, much yeah. as you can yeah
4: drive it like I said do it before you're going to use it a lot and then if you park it and pay attention to that now I bet you too as we get colder it's going to be worse okay so that's what very I'm thinking well. that you're going to run into righty. well thank you very much Brad thank you
3: we have some intermittent garble going on <laughs> And it's only us. So what can we adjust?
4: <laughs> Gil, are you hearing any intermittent garbling?
3: Or okay.
4: And do you have any idea where it's going from? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm at 168. It retrained from 191 just a few minutes ago. Now, how about right there? Is that any different than right there? Is that any different? Okay, so, Let's keep it there. all right, just a minute. Now, Gil, I'm going to give you this, okay? One, two, or three. What do you like? Okay. <laughs> so we're going to do one. Is that okay there? All right. All right, good. No problem, no problem. What happened is, is the software I'm using, I lost my history, so I have no idea what my settings were at the very beginning. So I I wrote them down, and I I did them as fast as I could, but I'm I'm quite sure I messed up a couple of them (laughs) one way or another, 602 This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Action Auto Repair, located at I-17 in Deer Valley. Action Auto Repair is a full-service, family-owned auto repair shop that served the Deer Valley and the North Phoenix area since 1983. Tom, who owns it, has been a friend of mine since 1979. Whatever your repair needs are, Tom and his staff are well-known for quality workmanship, excellent customer service, a fast turnaround time, adhering to their estimates, and promising you that their diagnostic is going to fix your problem. He has ASC Master Certified Technicians. So he's at I-17 in Deer Valley, Northwest Corner, Action Auto Repair, I-17 and Deer Valley. Speaking of fast turnaround time, how are you doing?
3: I'm <laughs> doing good.
4: Oh, and, and, well, what I meant for you. You said something at breakfast this morning. Folks, years and years ago, more than probably ten years ago, we stopped taking new customers. Mm-hmm. We got to the point where we were so swamped with work and it, and what created the need to stop taking new customers was we had some of our old customers say, why am I having to wait three or four days for air conditioning work? Why are there so many people in front of me? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's what caused us. now. We stopped that two years later. Did he say it's better? Because if he just hang up on him, if he's giving you (laughs) trouble. So we stopped two years later, and we added to staff, we added to to technicians, and and folks. Our shop is 20 bays deep, so we staffed up for that. And today, we still hear people that call in and say, "Are you taking new customers?" Mm -hmm. So yes, we are. We're taking new customers. If you go to MarkSalem.com, there's a list of the best repair shops. I would strongly suggest that you not drive all over town to find a good one because there's probably one in your particular area. That's a good thing. The second thing would be is, is if you have if you have a shop that you like, then stay there, but you can still visit MarkSalem.com and look at our FAQs, and it talks about how shops talk to you. I think the very best shops oftentimes are the shops that give you a list of stuff you need, and this is how they divide it. This is a list of stuff that you need in the near future, and I've attached prices to it, and I've attached what symptoms I'm going to fix that you have. Here's a list of some maintenance items that you can do in the next six months. This is a list of some of the things you're behind on. This is a list of the pyracterium fluid that's really brown. We think it should be flushed. It's supposed to be cherry red, nice and pink. It should be like a, a tomato juice that's been uh, blended a little bit with water, so it's mm-hmm. going to have a pink hue to it. So that's what good shops do. The other thing that that and obviously they hold us to what we practice mm-hmm. what we preach right sure. The other thing is is when the shop um, calls you and offers you a series of we need to flush your fuel injectors, we need to flush your intake manifold, we need to flush your combustion chamber, we need to flush your wallet of all your money here's the Here's the great question to ask that um Is very difficult to answer if there's no symptoms, and that is, what symptoms do I have today that you're going to fix with your suggested whatever? And that's where you're going to get the stumbling and the bumbling because that's just not the case. I saw a repair order the other day, I looked at a car with 20,000 miles on it owned by a very old lady. She had taken her car to the same quick loop facility five times in in 20,000 miles, so about every 4,000 miles. They sold her a $189 um, injector flush at 20,000 miles. There is nothing about that that is palatable. There is nothing about that that's correct. There is nothing other than the fact that the oil change was kind of cheap, and obviously in order to bring that ticket, average ticket price up, they have to sell people something. It's that way in every industry. It's that way it bashes and safe way it's everybody. They have low ball stuff to get you in and say something. It's the same way in the automotive industry. It's always that way. So the idea is is the default is is what symptom are you gonna fix? The second part is, is let me pull my owner's manual out and you show me in the maintenance section exactly where that appears. Because I want to tell you something, there's nothing in there about flushing fuel injectors, cleaning your throttle blades, cleaning your upper intake, flushing the back of the air intake valves, re-decarbonizing your engine. There is nothing in your owner's manual. And if you find in your owner's manual that something in there, I will eat that page. I will eat. Someone please find it. Yeah. <laughs> really? Thanks a lot, Andy. I will eat that page of the owner's manual. I promise you. So, 602-508-0960. So, there are a whole bunch of people who are walking out the yeah. their cars right now. I'm looking in their owner's manual. But, with the show's on tape, so I know exactly what I said. 602-508-0960. We'll be back in a minute.
6: Hello. I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us, it's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle Right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Bodyworks anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Bodyworks offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At PHXbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in 2 minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message
2: Are you looking for a way to create the life you really deserve? Hi, I'm Dean Kane, actor, director, and real estate investor, and I have to tell you about this amazing opportunity you just can't afford to miss. The National Real Estate Network is offering a free DVD called My Network is My Net Worth, where you can see for yourself the house-flipping system that has taken the nation by storm. Who would have thought creating a network of thousands of investors working together to find, fund, buy, or sell properties for profit was so simple? So if you're ready to start making money flipping houses, call now to get your free DVD.
7: Call 1-800-435-9711 now and get your free DVD and learn how to get started making thousands of dollars flipping houses. Call 800-435-9711 immediately and you'll also get two free tickets to a live training event where you'll receive a free meal and a gift package worth hundreds of dollars just for attending. Call 800-435-9711. That's 800-435-9711 and get your free DVD today.
8: Introducing the YMCA. What, you already know the Y? Or so you think. Sure, you know the Y for a swim, a workout, even a game of hoops. But did you know we're more than that? We're a cause. When you take your jump shot at the Y, someone else is getting job training. Take a cardio class while kids are in an after-school enrichment program. Practice your downward facing dog as a teen practices her leadership skills. That's the why. We work with people no matter their age, income, or background and give them the opportunity to learn, grow, and thrive, all with one simple goal in mind to strengthen our community. And we've got so much more that does just that. So while you might think of the why as that place for lifting weights, we're also about lifting entire communities. Introducing the why. We're so much more than a place, we're a cause. Visit ymca.net slash more. Patriot app tip number one. Not only is the Patriot
1: app great for streaming our live programs, you can access all Patriot podcasts. Click on the upper left-hand corner and select podcasts to find all our great weekday and weekend programs. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Looking for a radio station that cares about real news and not afraid to go beyond the headlines? There's only one station for you. 960 The Patriot and 960thepatriot.com. The
6: mechanic raised up from under my hood and he shook his head and said, Welcome back, everybody. Let's
4: see what time time it is. 21 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. And this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Brian and Thelma, who own Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing since 1970. They've been in Mesa. They've served Mesa for many, many years. They have ASC certified technicians. They do a really good job. And more than anything else, Brian and Thelma know right from wrong, and they have the ability to properly diagnose and estimate repair your car, and fix the problem you ask them to, and still come in underneath their estimate. So that's an important consideration for car repair shops. They're on Main Street just east of Stapley, and Thompson's Auto Repair is the only shop in Mesa I have on my best car repair shops list that you can find at MarkSalem.com. Let's go to the phones. Keith, good morning to you. How can I help you?
5: Hi, Mark. I've got an O2 Avalanche four-wheel drive, and last week I found a big chunk of rubber laying underneath it. Turns out it's a part of a rebound bumper that mounts on the body above the outer ends of the rear axle. Now, I don't do any more four-wheel driving with it, but I was wondering if it would still be a bad idea to let that problem go unaddressed.
4: That rebound is going to go for the lower control arms, I think, for the, the bottom parts of the suspension. And as the tire goes up, it actually hits that big round rubber black thing. Is that right? We're talking right. about the same thing? Okay. Right. If you're not if you're not out four wheeling, let me ask you this. What's more important to me is is look at the other side. Here's the deal. If the other side looks looks pristine and the other side has never been hit or damaged and the other side is just almost like it is brand new, then no, I wouldn't do it. But if both sides, if the one side is broken and the other side's beat up real bad, then the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. So. Another thing, too, is, is the question would be why, is, if the left one is pristine, if the driver's side is pristine and the passenger side is not, then the question is is why not? Is it possible that that shock absorber is bad? Is it leaking oil? Um, is something wrong with the right-side suspension that's allowing more travel on that side than on the left side? And yeah, the shock. The things that used to
5: the shocks look okay, and I don't notice any ride problems, but I don't know how old they are. They're, they're probably very old.
4: How many miles are on the Avalanche now? Uh,
5: about 138,000.
4: Okay. Have you owned it since new?
5: No, I bought it uh, back in 2010 when it had
4: 125K on it. Okay, so you haven't put a lot of miles on it at all? No.
9: And if he's not, I mean, if he's not putting a bunch of miles on it, anyways, if he's had it for seven years and put ten thousand miles on it, you're right. Yeah, put it on, I mean, put I'm on like a top. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't put a bunch of money into it. Yeah, I'm with
4: Andy. I, I'm not quite sure I'd spend a lot of money. All you've got is a rubber bumper that's fallen off, come delaminated, whatever, whatever. The idea is, is that you put it. You, you, you don't have any symptoms other than you saw it, and you're not right. for wheeling So right. given that, um, I, I'm, I'm going to say I wouldn't do anything if I were you. Now, on the other hand, that bumper is not expensive. It's not like it's a $100 part or anything, and I think it's held on to you with one or two bolts. If, if the idea is going to bug you to death, then just go get another one. But mm-hmm. for the time being, I, I would go with you to California, and, and I would feel pretty safe. Besides that, I've never had a car towed in because one of the bumpers is bad. So I don't oh, think yeah. this mm-hmm. is an issue of safety. All right. Okay. Thanks. Thank, Thank you me. very much. All righty. Let's go to Larry. Larry, good morning to you. How can we help you?
10: I have a 81 El Camino that has a engine out of an 01 Silverado. It's an LS3 4.8. Um, okay. About every time I get in it, it'll start up, runs, idles down, and then I have no throttle, no gas pedal, doesn't do anything.
4: What year is that LS3 motor, an 01?
10: It's an 01.
4: Well, I can tell you, you don't have throttle by wire. There's no question about that. Right.
10: Um, uh, I, I have had this. computer work done on it in the past, but I don't think, I need a new set of eyes on it.
4: Okay, well here, here, let me just kind of think out loud. Sure. Um, your throttle pedal is directly cable to, uh, directly linked, and mechanically attached to the throttle blades. So the fact that you're giving it gas and nothing happens would say to me that the computer doesn't know you're giving it gas. And if that's the case, it's not going to increase fuel injector pulse width. It's not going to add more fuel. Okay. Uh, If you give it a lot of gas and it doesn't rev the motor, does the engine die in some short period of time? No. Okay. No. All right. Is it possible? Could this be a transmission problem? Is it intermittent or is it only cold or does it do it all the time?
10: Um, Usually it's cold. I get in it and it won't run and I get frustrated and go back in the house, drive something else.
4: (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, Where do you live?
10: Um. I live at Porter and Greenway. I was probably going to take it to Kurtz.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and um, there's Eric and Jeff are there, and there and those those are two what us old guys called young bucks, and they're right. old master techs. But you just tell I mean, you're going to meet with Jeff. He's the service writer, service manager there, and you're just going to tell him Salem says there's not a prayer. There's not a. What's it, How does that sentence go? There's not a da 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 in hell that they're going to be able to figure this out. There's not a, prayer in hell. There's not, there's not a chance in yeah. hell that they're going to be able to figure, it and that they're going to have to ask Kurt. That's what you're
9: going <laughs> to say, because okay, yeah.
4: Kurt, Kurt, and I are gray-haired guys. The real question is, is what the heck's going on now? Maybe it is going into drive, and maybe it is slipping, but that would that would still give you the increased RPM. And you're saying you give it gas, and there's no increase of RPM, right?
10: No. No increase at all. Okay. It does smell a little bit like it's running rich, but I don't know if that's a separate issue.
4: All right. And you don't, you have a fuel injection on it. You don't have a carburetor, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. Alright. You take it over there to Jeff and just drop, drop that big uh, you know, drop that big bomb right on his desk and, and see what he says.
10: Okay. <laughs> do you have time for one more quick one?
4: I do, go right ahead.
10: Okay, um the power steering pump winds. And somebody told me that in order to get this engine to fit, they put a different size pulley on the power steering pump. Would that make a difference?
4: You know, I don't think so, because typically the smaller pulley makes it spin faster, and the problem would the whine would be at 60, 70 miles an hour and not be below that. Let me tell you what I think. First thing in the morning before you drive the car, I want you to take the dipstick out and look inside with a flashlight. And the fluid okay. be, should, be, should be clean and red, okay? Mm-hmm. It should not be foamy. Now, when you drive it and you get the wine, I want you to take the cap off and look inside there. And if the fluid's foamy, then we're sucking air, probably through the low pressure line connections, and we're foaming the fluid, which is causing the whine in your power steering. Okay. And I can tell you that, Jeff. and And Eric won't find (laughs) 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 that. With Kurt's help, they will. Yeah, yeah. And so the 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 key here is is you. You need to say, I looked at it. It's clear, nice, clean. And then when I drive it, about the time I start hearing the whine, I pulled over. I took my flashlight. I opened up the cap. I look inside, and it looks like the head of a root beer milkshake. It's just (laughs) all foamy.
7: Okay. Okay.
4: So you tell him that. Now we. We got pressure coming from the pump that goes to the steering box, and that's a high pressure hose. Then we have a low pressure hose returning that fluid to the uh, to the reservoir, to the power steering pump. And when we and those clamps are famous for being kind of crappy, so we suck air because the low pressure line is the suction side of the pump. So instead of pulling fluid, it sucks air. So the repair on that thing might be less than fifty bucks. So okay. Strikers. All right. Thank you very much, okay. Larry. 602 508 0960. Lines are wide open. You got a chance. 602 508 0960. And there is one word, there is one group of words that I know how to say. I don't know. But I've never used them on this show since I <laughs> So give me a call. We'll be back in a minute. Now you have
11: a friend at Thunderbird Automotive. And his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free Courser inspection on every vehicle. The same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at thunderbirdautomotive.com. That's thunderbirdautomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. Mm-hmm.
1: Earnings vary based on your effort. Message and data rates may apply.
2: Do you want to learn how to make money flipping houses right here in Phoenix? If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you. We're looking for a small group of motivated individuals to join our real estate investing team. You'll learn our simple three-step system for flipping homes right here in the local area. To get two free tickets to Than's Workshop, text
0: LEARN to 99,000. Seating is extremely limited. Text WEALTH to 99,000 right now because this free ticket offer expires this Friday. Text LEARN to 99,000. That's LEARN to 99,000.
1: If you listen to this radio station for 24 hours straight, you'd hear about a quarter of a million words, and thousands of those words every day come from listeners like you. No one values your opinion more than we do. And when you support our advertisers, you turn words into actions. We know you're not always going to agree with us, but we wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for listening and supporting our advertisers. 960 The Patriot, a Salem Media Group station. Patriot app tip number two. Set the Patriot as an alarm clock. Open the app, click in the upper right-hand corner, and select Alarm Clock. It's that easy. And now you'll wake up to the Patriot. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. The best notification in your inbox, 960 The Patriot's Insider, with the latest articles, news, and contests. Sign up today at 960thepatriot.com. Well, welcome
4: back, everybody. Mark Salem sitting here with my daughter, Andy. Andy's been a part of our business since you were how old? born when you were born that's right as a matter of fact after you were born you spent the first what two years of your life at the shop Mm -hmm. because uh your mother wouldn't let you go (laughs) we couldn't get you to pump gas but uh, that was a whole different problem but andy actually runs our operation and uh, she's part of the uh, management team her older brother her your most difficult job is dealing with your older brother just tell the truth
3: Yes, some days. Some days. Well,
4: I'm not even there. I mean, not not much, but, but you know, you don't have to deal with me. You can fire me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd like that. Yeah. yeah. You can fire me. That'd be a great idea. <laughs> All righty. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by IMM Auto Service, northeast corner of Tempe, south of the 202, just west of the 101. Now, pay attention to me. David at IMM has been around since 1972. David works on cars that the rest of us are sick that day. Sobs, Fiats, Alfa Romeos, and Volvos. Now, oil changes are one thing, but I turn on my Volvo, and the windshield wipers flap, and the trunk lid pops open. I want no part of that car. But David's seen it before. Mm -hmm. Not too long ago, we called him on a Saab, and he told us how to fix it over the phone. Yeah. I mean, he is a wizard, but he's not going to do that for people that call on the phone. That's not what we do. But shop to shop, we help one another. Anyway, David's a really great guy, but not only can he do the Saab, the Volvo, the Alfa Romeo, and the Fiat, he can do Honda, Toyota, Chevrolet, Ford, Chrysler. So anything in your garage he can take care of so if you live in the area of west mesa south scottsdale n- anywhere on the north half of tempe then imm auto service is a great place to go let's go to the phones paul good morning oh let me give you the phone number 602-508-0960 we have three lines open right now 602-508-0960 paul good morning how can we help you
13: uh yes hi i have a uh, 2006 chevy suburban and probably about oh six months ago, we uh, found that the low-pressure oil sensor would come on when we would come to a stop occasionally, and um, if I put it in neutral and rev the engine, the oil pressure would go up, and the sensor, the little beeping noise, would turn off. It didn't happen every time. Um, We brought it in, and they said that the sensor or switch on those go bad. I don't know if it's a sensor or switch they said that that should be replaced I had a uh I had that replaced by a buddy of mine who's a mechanic and uh lo and behold it still happened so the next thing they said is the oil pump and so we went in uh replaced the oil pump and sure enough it's still happening and now they're saying that it's probably a bad gauge
4: <laughs> Shima, <Whoa>. Christmas <laughs> I mean, why did you let all that happen?
13: Yeah, I don't Uh, know. I'm not a mechanic. mechanic, So I know,
4: I know. Well, I
3: mean, mean, at this point, you need to get it
9: fixed, obviously, by by someone else, and and then you have a little recourse once it's fixed. That hey, these two repairs not with his neighborhood
4: garage. Well, yeah, that's true. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. We just did a full circle. It's the sending unit that talks to the gauge. Let's replace the sending unit. Oh, that didn't do it. Oh, well, that must mean it's the oil pump. Let's pull the pan and replace the oil pump. Oh, and now we're full circle. That we're, we st- Now we're back at the gauge. So the sender didn't fix it. The oil pump didn't give it f- sufficient pressure. So now we're going to go to the gauge. Do you know what kind of a circle that is? That is a circle you know what. <laughs> right. <sighs> I want to tell you something. The biggest mistake at the very front of this deal is is any gray-haired son of a gun would have pulled the sending unit out and hooked up a pressure gauge right then and right there. And they would have said to you, Paul, leave it overnight. I want to do it first thing in the morning. So we pop the sensor out of it. We screw in a gauge. The next morning, he starts it up, and boom, he knows what's wrong
3: if it's sure. the gauge or if it's yeah, you know, he he just
4: knows if there's oil pressure sure. then it is the gauge or the sending sure. unit. But if there is no oil pressure we don't do the gauge, we don't no, do the got, sending unit. We got a lot
9: bigger. We got a big issue. problem issue.
4: So I right. don't know what motors that Suburban got in, is it the small block Chevy, the 350 or the 454?
13: Uh I am not sure. I'm not sure it's okay. just basically your standard uh 2-wheel drive Chevy
10: Suburban. There's not any real work okay. to it.
4: Okay, it, that's what needs to be done. That's exactly what needs to be done. We need to go back to the sending unit, pop the sending unit out, screw in a gauge. The gauge has a four-foot hose on it. It has a, a, a gauge. The assembly has a four-foot hose that screws right into your where the, gate, or the sender's at. We tape it to the windshield, and we just next morning start it up. The gauge is right there, and we look. Now, okay. I don't know which motor you've got, neither do you, but... There is an oil pump problem with those because the oil pump bolts to the bottom of the engine and it has the suck, the, pi- the pickup assembly they call, where we suck the oil up into it. But it's got a pipe that goes forward and then it feeds the system and there's an O-ring in that pipe. And that, pipe go- that O-ring goes bad so we start leaking oil there. Do you have any idea what the, what the diagnosis is on that?
10: No,
13: I mean they 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 supposedly um, replaced the pump itself and the O ring basically all all of that um, and so basically what they're just saying at this point or what he's saying is that the only thing that it could be would be the the actual um, gauge itself because he has he did the sensor twice just to be sure it wasn't a bad sensor and, um, of course, didn't charge me anything for that, and then just changed out the actual pump
10: itself. And
13: it's All right, well, you ask him, him this in.
4: question for me, okay? Ask him this okay. question for me. We got a visual, and we got an audio, okay? We have okay. two different alarms going off, and he's gonna he's going to kill the messenger, and that doesn't okay. make sense to me, okay? You can do whatever you want, but this is a vicious circle that someone's guessing with your money, and if right. that makes you happy... Go ahead. If it doesn't make you happy, you need a fresh pair of eyes. You need a gray-haired guy on that car. He needs to put a gauge on that. We need it for 24 hours, and boom, we'll know the answer. Now, another thing, I ask you, how do you diagnose that bad O-ring? What we do is we overfill the engine. <laughs> we overfill the engine with oil, and if the problem goes away, then we drain it back down to five quarts, and the problem comes back, and a lot of times we'll know right then and there. But anyway, what part of town do you live in?
13: I'm in Queen Creek
4: you're going to have to come into Thompson's. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to have to come into Thompson's at uh, Stapley Maine. Um But I, 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 you put me in an uncomfortable position, but I don't really have a shop in Queen Creek. I don't really have a shop in Chandler. And right. And those are two areas that um, I draw lots of customers from. So I'm at, uh, you know where the Ikea store is on Warner Road and the I-10? Yeah. Yep. Okay, I'm one mile east of there on the south side of the road. So okay. the name of the business has my last name on it. So if you want, please call for an, for an appointment, and I can guarantee you this much. I guarantee you if we tell you what it is and we fix it, first of all, we're not going to be a penny overestimate. And number two, we're going to fix it.
7: And and right. there's a lot of
4: shops just like me. We're not the only guys in town, but I just happen to be the closest guy to you. So thank you very much. And, Russell, you stay right there because I'm going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and get you right away. We'll be back in a minute.
6: Hello. And I wrote this message.
2: Are you looking for a way to create the life you really deserve? Hi, I'm Dean Kane, actor, director, and real estate investor, and I have to tell you about this amazing opportunity you just can't afford to miss. The National Real Estate Network is offering a free DVD called My Network is My Net Worth, where you can see for yourself the house-flipping system that has taken the nation by storm. Who would have thought creating a network of thousands of investors working together to find, fund, buy, or sell properties for profit was so simple? So if you're ready to start making money flipping houses, call now to get your free DVD.
7: Call 1-800-435-9711 now and get your free DVD and learn how to get started making thousands of dollars flipping houses. Call 800-435-9711 immediately and you'll also get two free tickets to a live training event where you'll receive a free meal and a gift package worth hundreds of dollars just for attending. Call 800-435-9711. That's 800-435-9711 and get your free DVD. DVD today.
1: Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org.
13: Well, I finally did it. My student loan is totally paid off. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. I paid more than the minimum each month and soon enough it was gone. So you're just giving up. Giving up on what? The life of luxury. Egyptian cotton, caviar Thursdays, designer everything. What are you talking about? Our plan. What happened to winning the lottery and mastering the art of the perfect mimosa? Hosting galas, wearing enough jewelry to require a bodyguard, vacationing in the French Riviera, and then buying it. I just thought maybe it was time to prepare for my future. You know, set some financial goals, make some smart investments, open a 401k. Financial goals? Investments? A 401k? You are horrifying right now. Listen, if winning the lottery were easy, everyone would do it.
1: When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.
4: Welcome back everybody 45 minutes after the hour 10 o'clock Mark Salem and Andy Salem sitting here next to me. We're both from a repair shop in town but we're here to talk about the good repair shops in town. Not that we aren't one but we've got them all over the valley and we'd like you to visit them because they're a lot closer than I am. And that's the whole purpose. That's why I don't ever really name the name of my shop is is because this isn't about me. This is about the really good shops, and I want to make our industry look as good as possible. Um, Christina, we're going to take you because, ladies first, Russell, I promise you'll be right after Christina. But, Christina, go right ahead.
3: Thank you very much. Calling about my car, I've got a 2007 Lexus IS250, and... I've got a wheel bearing on the left side, driver's side, that's bad. And I've gotten three or four different quotes around the range of $300. Now, okay. I priced it myself, and I could get a warranty part from Penny Pinchers for 60 bucks. Okay. So I can't imagine that it costs $250 in labor put a new wheel bearing in there am i penny, completely penny, crazy or
4: well um here, here there's a big problem here is penny pinchers going to sell you a new part
3: a new part warranted.
4: okay i know that they're going to warranty but is it a new part i'm not familiar with penny pinchers right. i don't know if that's a recycling yard or not
3: um they do both they have both new and and recycled but this okay. is new i, I asked
4: all right well, um, he, that here's the problem. Make it. <laughs> okay. if First of all, who diagnosed it?
3: Um, pet Boys. Uh, oh, boy. A, a pet place called Tire.
4: Okay, never mind, attire. never mind. Stop, 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 stop. No more names. Um, let me just explain something to you. If you have a bad wheel bearing, and as you're on the freeway, as you make a sweeping turn to the right, it's going to go from quiet to a yeyeyeyeyey ye, ye, or it may be a sweeping turn to the left at highway speeds you're going to get the ye, 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 yeah. Okay? You have to have that symptom if you have a bad wheel bearing or a, or something wrong in the front end. If you don't get on the I17 and make those sweeping turns right there at the I17 and the I10 corridor and if you're going highway speeds and you're making a sweeping right and a sweeping left and there's no change in the noise in the front of that car, you are spinning your wheels so okay. to speak. Gotcha. Number two.
9: Go. What, what about just driving next to a wall or anything like that where the sound would come off of it?
4: Good question. There's two wheel bearings uh-huh. and there's an outer and an inner. Now go with me. If you're going to make a left turn, gotcha. you're loading the outer on the left and the inner on the right. Sure. You see my point? Yeah. Then so when you make a right turning. turn. So we got two wheel bearings sure. on each side. In, in your particular case, it would be a bad idea to buy a $60 bearing because it's going to cost me a lot more than $60. I don't know where you got the $60. I don't know what it is. But mine comes with a warranty, and there's, it comes with a warranty for the part, but you still have to pay the shop right. to take it in and out again. Where of at course. my shop and everybody else's shop, mm-hmm. if it fails, then you don't pay a dime. I cover the labor. I cover the part. We're done. Okay. I would have bet if you would have turned your question around and said, Mark, on my Lexus, I got a bad wheel bearing. Give me a price. I would have guessed between 250 and 350. Yeah, <laughs> okay. And so I think your prices are right, but you just look them in the eye and you say, "Verify it's bad, and I want my old part bad. That's what you back. That's right. what you say. Okay.
3: You know, I think you're best suited. A, when they were changing, when I was getting new tires, you could hold that wheel and shake it. But you,
4: you don't have any noise, right? No. Okay. She's
3: talking about a hub bearing
4: yeah she's talking about a hub bearing, but now they're shaking the wheel. that can be an upper upper ball joint could be a lower ball joint, it could be a suspension clunk. it can be all kinds of different things. Just but moving the way. wheel isn't good enough for me yeah and and you know what else they should have compared the movement to the other wheel so if they're wiggling the left the driver's side wheel and it wiggles and the passenger side is wiggling, then why don't we have two bed bearings so i I'm uncomfortable with with some of the shops that you've mentioned, and I'm wondering about their technical ability, and I just, you've got three probably telephone estimates. I suggest you take it to a a shop that's been around a long time with a gray-haired guy and say, would you drive the car, would you look at this, and and then bid bid the appropriate repair.
7: That's what I think. Yeah,
9: I think if you've gotten three estimates from three different shops that you've physically taken the car to, that's one thing. But if you've gotten one shop to check it out and then you've called two or three others just to get phone quotes, that's a completely different ballgame because they haven't put eyes on it. They're just going off of what you're telling them.
4: And, and that's kind of a bad deal because you never want shop B to work off of shop A's diagnosis. Because if you take it to shop B or C and they do the, the wheel bearing or the hub bearing and this movement's still there, you can't blame the shop you hired to do the wheel bearing and the labor. you got to blame that first shop. That, oh, that's a nice thing. I, yeah, it wasn't on my I mouth. Know. That first, thank you for that, though. That first shop, you've got to go back to him, and he's going to go, wait a minute, you want me to pay for your hub bearing? And you say, yeah, you're the one that diagnosed it, and I had shop number two do it. Well, he could have messed it up, and you're not going to get any assistance. The little bit more money it's going to cost you to have the shop diagnose it, and give you a part warranty, and give you a labor warranty, I promise you, is worth the difference. It's yes. not worth the $60 worth 300 but the $60 I'm throwing aside. It doesn't have a labor on it. Yeah. So, anyway, thank you, Christine. Russell, you're up next. How can I help you, Russell?
5: I uh, just purchased a 1998 uh, Corvette uh, convertible. Very nice car. Uh, previous owner did a lot of extras on it, but one of the things he did was lower... The body on the chassis—it it rides really low, and it seems to drag the front on everything, even pulling into my driveway. I wanted to see if you had a shop that you would recommend that could raise the body back up on the chassis to, you know, pretty close to the way it was from the factory.
4: Okay, I'm I'm thinking to myself. Let me let me explain. To raise the body off the chassis. Would have cost thousands and thousands of dollars. Really? Because we have to, absolutely. We have to change the steering column. We have to adapt the steering column because when you raise the body off, you're going to change the steering angle. We have hoses and wiring harnesses and everything. I think what's happened here is I think the car's sitting lower to the ground for two reasons. Either they put some smaller springs in it to bring the whole car down. Or it's got some really small tires, maybe very wide tires, maybe some rubber band tires. And the tires and the wheels is what changed the ground level difference. We call it ride height. So we go from the bottom of the frame to the ground. So to answer your question, what part of town do you live in?
5: I I live on the west side.
4: Okay. I would probably take it to one of the S&S tires because they do suspension work. I would say, the car's hanging too low. Would you? What is it going to cost me to have you just put it on the rack and have your front-end guy look at it and kind of give me an idea on what it would take? But before you do that, here's what I want you to do. I want you to open up the driver's door, and there's a white tag there. And it tells you what size tire that came with. And then I want you to look at that number and compare it to the number on the tire that you've got. Now, yeah. If you want
5: I, I have the actual invoice, he gave me all the invoices of the work he did. I have the actual invoice of the shop that lowered it. And they okay. said no. they lowered the and he he told me that they lowered the body on the chassis, and that's what no. the invoice says also. That they didn't no. change the suspension but they lowered the body on the chassis.
4: Okay, I, I want to tell you that's something that we have never done at my shop, and I want to tell you we do suspension work every day of our lives. Yeah. We raise trucks, we lower cars, but we've never done a body raise. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just lower the suspension? But nevertheless, I've been wrong before. If you've got a body raise, then the only way to get that truck, that nose off the ground is to raise the suspension or to drop the body. And I want to well, tell you something. I want no part of that body work. No yep. part. And I think most of the other shops are going to bail. When you start talking about, I want to change the body g- geometry to the frame, everybody's going to get a blank face, blank stare on their face, and they're going to bow out. And most of them are going to shoot you a price that's three times the normal rate, just so you say thank you and walk away. So be careful. But you just get a good suspension guy to look at that. And the question is, is can we get the nose up another two or three inches? All right. Thank you very much, Russell. Good luck to you. Shannon, you're next. How can we help you?
9: Thank you for taking my call. Um, I have a, a, I think it's an unusual problem. I don't know. I don't know how to identify it or how to describe it very well. It's a sporadic problem, and we're getting, um, occasionally, a very loud cabin noise, and it sometimes is accompanied by, um, I don't exactly want to call it a vibration, but uh, a feeling, very feeling of a rough road, kind of. We're feeling the road more, um, seems to be under the passenger and the driver's side in the front. And uh, occasionally just trouble getting it to accelerate, um, which has been a problem with this car since we got it. So I'm not sure exactly how to, uh, if that is a connection with it or not. But we're just thinking, all I can think of is muffler or possibly um, transmission. And it just feels like the car is working harder sometimes to do what it used to do. I've had it in two shops, but the problem is because it's very sporadic, they haven't been able to hear it. They don't know how to diagnose it. And right now, I'm trying to find out, does it sound to you like it's a muffler transmission or something else? No. Does it sound like it's safe to drive until it becomes more prevalent? What what kind of vehicle is it? It's a Camry 2012. Oh, wow. How many miles does it have on it? About 46,000, I think. No. Yeah.
4: You know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm thinking your guesses are wrong. Okay. I don't. But let me tell you though. Let me tell you. I can't tell you that it's not a safety issue until I know what it is. Okay. That's important. So when you look at the big picture, but this is what what you really need. How many days between when it doesn't when it doesn't do it?
9: It's not predictable, and it can okay. do it Number when two. I'm trying to accelerate, okay. maybe into second gear, or when I'm trying to get on a freeway.
4: Okay. You know, I'm, what I'm trying to do is, is to get you to help us diagnose it. Mm-hmm. So when it happens, I want you to pull it out of overdrive into drive. Okay, I don't care where you're going. I don't care how fast you're going. Grab the shifter and pull it out of overdrive and go to three, probably. Right? What's your mm-hmm. camera you got three. on? Three. Yeah. Three?
9: Yeah, Okay. I want you to
4: pull it out of overdrive. I want you to turn off your air on and on, off and on, back and forth. Um, I want to know whether the front wheels turn right or turn left makes any difference. And then when you're going down the highway at 60, 70 miles an hour and the noise is there, I want you to back off the throttle and pop it in a neutral. It's okay, I promise you. Pop it in a neutral, let the idle come down, and is the noise there? So you're going 70 miles an hour, you pop it in a neutral, take your foot off the gas, your tack drops to six or seven hundred RPM. Is the noise there? And then you just slide it right back into drive and continue on. Okay? That's how what you need to do to help us. Let me tell you a quick story. Someone brought a car in just like that 100 years ago. Mm -hmm. Nobody could find it and fix it. Eddie fixed it in two minutes. You know what it was? Mm -hmm. The air conditioning line bracket was loose. (laughs) And and only when the air conditioning was on would the, the thing go on the fender. Sure. So Eddie took the bracket off, wrapped the hose with with garden hose, mm-hmm. put the bracket back on, noise is gone. Sure. And all he did, he, the driver, the lady, taught him how to make it happen. Sure. It has to be in drive. It has to have the air conditioning on after about 10 miles worth of driving. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what he did. So that's what needs to happen with you. You need to do what I ask you to do, and we're looking for what do you do to make it change. And then we'll be well on our way to the diagnostic procedure. But right now... You, you you don't have a good enough symptoms for us to analyze it and I would strongly suggest you not have anybody guess. It's gonna be an expensive proposition, and that's a bad deal for you. Okay, Gilbert, I'm sorry I didn't get you, but you'll be my first caller on the other of the break, so we've got about three and a half minutes, so you can go in and tell your wife to make you another beer. <laughs> Or um, you can just wait for us. 602-508-0960. There's four lines open, it's 602-508-0960. I'm Mark Salem. This is Andy Salem. We'll be right back.